What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding the finance, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I am here with Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz. And together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. How are you this Monday? Doing very well, Ann. Nice to talk to you again. And uh, pretty excited about today's topic, actually. Yeah, it's about why startups succeed. What is the mm-hmm. most common denominator? So, mm-hmm. what are what do well, you I think? Well, <laughs> I went down the TED Talk, uh, you know, rabbit hole, just kind of crawling around in there. I came across some excellent information around the idea of timeliness. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. The timeliness seems to be the thing that makes companies successful or not, right? The uh, concept of an idea whose time has come. So the specific TED Talk that I was uh, looking at uh, was, uh, let's see. Wasn't that Bill Gross? Yes, that is From exactly Idea right. Lab? Oh, right. he's, he's my have- hero. Yeah, he's pretty darn bright. Um, Bill Gross, uh, his uh, TED Talk, we're going to put a link to that in our Facebook page? Absolutely. Excellent. So, folks, uh, come over to facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast, all one word, CEO Coach Podcast. Um, and, uh, I don't know, hit the like button or something so we know you're out there. Uh, ask us what you want us to cover on the show. By the way, you can do that. and You can pop it right in there or send us an email. But in the meantime... Bill Gross uh, did some very bright stuff here. He talked about uh, looking into deeply the the idea of what caused failure, but more importantly, what caused success. And it surprised him as well that it was the timeliness of the um, startup itself and the idea rather than any other factor, and that included funding. Any other factor? Because we talk all the time about leadership and executive teams. Yes, we do. And he says it even trumps that. And I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if he looked carefully enough to say did they have both assets or attributes, actually. 
right? Because we talk about assets and attributes of successful companies. Right. I don't do. know whether he looked at both of them. And that would be something I think we should be diving into as Outlines Venture Group. So something for us to work on as a long-term project. What do you think, Anne? I think it's a great idea because I really want to answer that time-old question, does a person make history or does history make the person? Uh-huh. In other words, are we all victims of the dice throw that landed us, each of us, in a particular time? Or can we surface ways to determine what timing is right for? A little of both, obviously. We are born into our time and place, right? I'm not going to make a fortune in buggy whips, and you are not going to make a fortune in long silk gowns. But we are going to make our way in the world in which we occupy. And having had the extraordinary pleasure of having been born at the onset of the you know, introduction of the web to the world, that's pretty amazing stuff. And so we built companies in that space, and that's great. And we're helping companies, more of them, to build in that space. But even in that sector, as we look at this, you know, huge moment of opportunity, the web has arrived. We've got, as I call it, the pistons in place. How do we deliver pages? How do we organize them? How do we, uh, you know, host things? Um, You know, how do we connect? So all of these systems and operations are in place, and certainly they will change over time. Now we build better ways to live and work together. What's about to be disrupted? A lot of things have been disrupted and a lot more will be disrupted. And some of them, of course, we call unicorns. Those with that, I think it's a hundred billion or more in valuation. Um, Yeah. You know, very few companies will make it. You know, they're countable. (laughs) You can have a list of them. But there are also going to be, you know, uncounted numbers of successful companies. Some of them will be scalable, yes. Some of them will be unicorns that were scalable, and others will simply be lifestyle businesses. But you can make a very good living, to put it lightly, on a lifestyle business. You can make very good money, and you can have a very satisfying life, not only for yourself, but your entire team. So we keep talking about knowing the difference between what you want to build, but also knowing now, what's the likelihood of success of my company? So let's dig in a little bit. Yeah, let's, give, let's go back and look at uh, Bill Gross's scientific method. You know, mm-hmm. I've always admired him. He goes at things with, with such a um, methodical and, dare we say, somewhat geeky way of, of going about things. Absolutely. So in case our listeners don't know it, Idealab has started more than 100 companies. And by the way, it turns out Bill Gross has been starting companies since he was 12, which doesn't surprise me in the least. But anyway, um, so he really wanted to look at what the common denominators were, and he has had some successes, and he's had, uh, he says, a number of big failures. So he looked at five attributes, and they were these. The idea, I mean, his company's called Idea Lab, right? He thought mm-hmm. the idea, the aha moment, that was the big deal. Um, the team, um, which we always talk about the importance of the leadership team. Um, the execution and the adaptability, he was another attribute. The business model, and um, everybody talks about a business model. And the funding. And those are the things you would think would affect um, how a company succeeds or not, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so he you looked. Would at, think, yeah. So he looked at. He took the top five. Um, 
And he also looked at 100 companies that he had not started. So he really had a field of 200 companies he applied his scoring method to. And the top five were Airbnb, Instagram, Uber, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And the bottom five were WebVam, Cosmo, Pets.com, Flues, and Friendster. And here are the results. And I'm going to do it like Letterman did. I'm going to start uh-huh. at the bottom. So the fifth factor, the fifth most influential factor was funding. Yes. Of course you need funding. Of course. But there are lots of ways to get money. Um, and that some of the lowest of, of the five companies he was talking about actually had intense funding and still failed. I think, you know, we think about uh-huh. Pets.com and Webvan and Friendster, which we know were extremely well-funded. So funding came in at number five. Number four was the business model. And the truth is, says Bill, you actually can start a company without a business model and add it when you find out what your customers are demanding. And in fact, we all know examples, um, particularly in the digital marketing space, where that has been true, uh, that the, uh, uh, there was communication with customers way before there was a business model. And we both know companies that have pivoted a business model to suit customer demand. So, Constantly, um, Yes. And that's an important part of execution. Um, and then, of course, the, the, to suit opportunities. And that brings us to timing. But wait a minute. Um, we'll get to timing later. Third on the list, much to Bill Gross's surprise in his uh, scientific study of this, was the idea was not the winning factor. They matter, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of ideas. Uh, how about Apple's Newton? You remember Newton? Yes. That was the iPad mm-hmm. 10 years before mm-hmm. its time, and it flopped. The next uh, second came team and execution. No surprise here. You and I usually put that at the top of our Outlines Venture Group matrix mm-hmm. for evaluating companies, but he found that came in second. Number one was timing. According to Bill Gross, timing accounted for 42% of the difference between success and failure. How did he quantify this? That's a good question. He ranked the five attributes above for each company to score the success, which yielded this big surprise. So a big example is Airbnb. And we can talk about that more in the next segment because I think that what you and I want to go into to be of help to our listeners is how can we suggest ways that you can look and see where what might be appropriate for timing. Right. I would totally agree. The question is, how does all of this apply to you? So again, let's do a quick recap. The least amount of effect on the success of a company is funding. I would hope at first that this would put um, in perspective this constant grab for cash that I see in startups. The first and foremost thought in their minds is, can I get funding? Can I get funding? Can I get funding? And possibly, you don't really need it that badly. First of all, you may be able to get funding, if you will, by selling stuff to your own customers. Mm. Notice that number you know, four, then, is this business model, but the idea is number three, right in the middle there. So, With much more impact, if you will, number three is this idea. I would be listening to my customers first. Find out what the heck they want to buy. And then 
you think about whether or not they're going to pay you for it. And if they pay you for something, it can fund the rest of what you've got. So again, funding is important. There's no question about it, but it has the least effect on whether or not you're going to be successful. Put it in perspective. I think as we go into the next segment and you and I should talk about how each one of these funding, business model, idea, team and execution, that's kind of that corporate culture stuff, right? And timing all affect the decision about whether or not your company is an idea whose time has come and you really have a good shot at success. Hopefully, some of the people listening to this show will actually pivot when they think about what we're talking about. So we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about whether your idea is an idea whose time has come. This is Jillian Nisik with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music and I are talking today about the most important success factor for a startup company. Timing. What a surprise. Jillian, how can our listeners apply the kind of information we've been talking about to their own businesses? Well, that's a really good question. I think we should start with some examples. Uh, tell us about Airbnb, Anne. Um, you were reading about that at the, uh, you know, and listening to it, the TED Talk, just as I did. Yeah, Airbnb is a really good example of timing, as is Uber. And the reason that they have succeeded wildly 
is because they launched in a great recession when homeowners and drivers were in need of extra money. There were many, many, many naysayers who said, who would rent space in their house to a stranger? You know, who's going to do this? Um, And who would depart from using taxis? Well, it turns out a lot of people would. And a lot of people stepped up to the plate to be the providers because they needed extra money. They needed to optimize uh, what they had, if you want to put it in web terms. They were optimizing their their available space or optimizing their available time in the, uh, the black town cars to make extra money, which was very much needed after the Great mm-hmm. Recession. So, so, what, so what was different over there than uh, looking at one's competitive landscape? Looking at the competitive landscape, there were established Airbnbs and there were hotels. Right. And looking at the competitive landscape for Uber, there were already established large networked systems of uh, taxi drivers. They had uh, medallions. They had uh, insurance. They had you know, lifelong uh, careers there, or if you will, jobs, not careers, but jobs, right? And they knew exactly what they were doing. These guys were good at it. <clears throat> and they were very distinctive, yellow cabs and that sort of thing, uh, or green cabs or whatever around cities. Why would they be ready for disruption? And the answer is, in some ways, they were. Certainly, the cabs were uh, very slow to take on technology, and the mere fact that you could order a cab with your cell phone was sufficient enough that it should be disrupted, but it wasn't enough to figure out who was going to man the cars. Why would anybody take a part-time job to do this without all of the insurance and the benefits and the retirement and the this and the that? Why would they do that? And the answer was, of course, because there was a much broader um, event It was a global event. So I think what Anne and I are trying to say here is don't do competitive research. Do global research. You have to do deep competitive research. Of course you do. We're not saying don't do it at all, right? You do it and you'd better add a really good look at what's going on around the globe. It isn't just your city. It isn't just your neighborhood. It isn't just your country. You better figure out what the big stuff is. So where are we today as opposed to when Uber and Airbnb showed up? And the answer is we are in a recovery. We are moving up. The uh, you know, stocks uh, are doing well. Um, you know, things are moving well. Uh, one can have access to power, uh, resources, to people and so on. But it is quickly becoming a seller's market for high-quality talent again. When I built Moz with Rand in the, uh, you know, about the 2003 through seven and then seven and on and so on, there was a major recession having followed the dot-com bust of 2001. So in 2002 and three and four and five even, we were able to access very high quality talent for reasonable amounts of money. We would never have been able to do that in today's market. A company beginning today who has to hire someone doing um, uh, technical work and so on, someone really good, must pay a fortune because that's the going rate. So it's much more difficult to actually start a company when things are good than when they're bad because you have access to all kinds of good stuff when the economy is bad. So I, I hear these things from folks about saying, you know, oh, the economy is bad and nothing's going to work and my company is failing because all of that's nonsense. We had 
cheap access to rent and good spaces. There was a lot of empty space in those days. We could make all kinds of deals. We had access to affordable, very, very high quality staff. We had access to a new industry that was just starting up because the existence of the web was very new and the existence of the search engines were really pretty new and that was the way the pages of the web were going to be organized. And so that was our competitive landscape. Who's in this space? What are they doing? How does it feel? But it was the bigger one, the economy of the dot-com bust that made us, you know, give us that boost. It wasn't the entire success of the company, but it certainly gave us a boost. It gave a lot of other people a boost, too. So I'd say that's really an important deal. Then if you look at the stuff that kind of flopped, uh, things like Cosmo um, and, uh, you know, stuff like that, it's the flop had to do with the fact that the world itself wasn't ready for the great big change. And I think that's the, the big difference that we're asking you to look at here. Don't just look at your competitive landscape. Look far more broadly. Um, don't just look at whether or not you're going to get funding from a venture capitalist. Look at how else you can acquire capital because it turns out that it's not that important. Sooner or later, they will come after you if you are an idea whose time has come. But I did notice that team number two and execution right, is second only to timing. You can have all the timing in the world, but you really still will crash. If you don't have access to excellent quality team members, if you don't hire carefully and you don't execute the building of the team and the execution of your product well. So again, you can have a really good idea. Notice that's number three. But if you can't execute it, remember Anne and I talk about executors and wizards all the time. If you have a bunch of technologists in your company but nobody is executing, that means nobody's creating the distribution plan. Nobody's figuring out who's going to buy this. Nobody's talking to your customers. Nobody's listening to the marketing information that's coming in, if any is coming in. Right? And I'd no say, one is going to fund that company. That's right. Nobody funds it. So second only to timing is the team that you build, the corporate culture that holds that team together, right? That's the thing we always talk about, the team you build and the execution of your product. So here's a question for you in our last couple of minutes here on this topic. Do you start with an idea and then weigh it against uh, global trends and uh, you know the market and that sort of thing? Or is it better to look at global trends and available markets and then come up with an idea? Is this a, is this a chicken and egg thing? Um, possibly, but it, it hardly matters. What does happen? And the reality of the situation is that somebody comes up with a bright idea and says, this is really good. And then I say, really? Is it good? And then we vet the idea, right? That's yeah. the bit about asking better questions. Indeed. So um, basically what I'm saying is it, what will happen is that somebody will have an idea and you should vet it against the global space. If you're an executor, you look at it from the other way around, right? Wizards come up with ideas. Executors say, Let's vet ideas against a global uh, landscape. It's why you desperately need executors. Wizards listening to us today, right? Those technologists, idea yep. people, for heaven's sake, find your executor. Right? I keep saying the same thing. Without both, this is not going to be an ex a successful company. And I see it again and again and again. Anne and I are just currently helping one of those companies. Brilliant, brilliant people. Five brilliant technologists. Not an executor among them. Yep. And, and they have all the funding they can, 
you know, hope for in their angel round, and they can't get to the VC round and can't figure out why. Bingo. Bingo. Right. So we're going to come back and talk about a little bit more about timing and why it's your best friend after we take a break. This is Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and Jillian Music and I are talking today about timing from a rather fascinating study done by Bill Gross of Idea Labs about why successful companies uh, made it big. And what he found was that timing was the major factor above all the other obvious ones of funding, the executive team, uh, the idea. He called his company Uh Idea Lab. And yet, you know, that wasn't the major. I think that was number three. Yeah, let's put them in order one more time for folks who may have joined us late. Funding, business model, the idea, the team and the execution, and that's where corporate culture sits, and the timing. Right, timing and that was number. from the bottom up. Let's just remember that's right. that was the bottom, bottom up. up. The yeah. least affecting is funding. The next is your business model itself. That can always change depending on what your customers want, so listen to them. The idea itself, right? You can have a wonderful idea, but if it is not an idea whose time has come, it ain't going to happen. So it's only number three. Number two is the execution and the team. Right, so build that corporate culture, build extraordinary teams, and then execute on your product. Right, and nothing else is going to help really if you can't execute your product. But the number one success factor is that all these things came together at a time that was ripe. 
All right. So we talked a little bit about how to find out if the time is ripe, and that's looking at global trends. And as we sit today, Anne, we're looking at a global trend of uh, economic recovery. The cost of things like travel and hospitality and so on is increasing. Uh, Hotels are filled and people are on the move again. Restaurants are occupied. So socially and uh, commercially, we're seeing that people are engaged again. Um, Certainly, the stock markets are doing well, and uh, that rising tide will carry all ships. But it also creates uh, pressures for companies because they can't have access to things like real estate and talent at cheap rates. So understanding that you're in a kind of competitive space if you're building a company today, what are the advantages of this rising tide that carries all ships? It means that you'll have more customers and it means you have to focus more clearly on what it is your customers want to buy and how much they will pay you for it and the in kind of intensity of the pain point for them. The pain points change when the economy changes. If an economy is way down, the pain point is how can I make a buck today? If the economy is up and your customers are making money, then they say, I'm willing to spend quite a bit to speed it up, perfect the other thing, uh, shorten the, the amount of time it takes me to do you know, whatever, shipping, logistics, uh, uh, marketing, all of those kinds of things. How can I reach more people faster? How can I sell more? That's the focus when the economy rises. And again, when the economy is contracting, it is how can I spend less money? How can I not worry so much about my effort? I'm willing to put in more effort but less cash. And how do I preserve everything I've got? Depends on how you're looking at it. And, and, you know, just to take this expanding economy idea, um, which, you know, clearly we are in a recovery, even though it is to uh, some parties' advantage to say we're not. Um, we are. The, the numbers are in and they are irrefutable. Mm-hmm. I think we also need to remember it's a global economy now. We, we for many years now, for decades, have not been just a domestic economy. And so if if you're starting a business, you you First, your customers will may likely come from outside the borders of the country from which you operate. And secondly, your competition might likely, may very well come out yes. of other places. And so thinking of the world as, as a global economy, not just of where you are in your little space at that moment. Mm-hmm. I meet uh, once or twice a year with the CIO at Global Sources, and we talk about the global economy, about the trends in the different sectors of the world and so on. The fellow is located in Hong Kong, and um, I just met with him this last week. And as we chatted about what's going on, um, about the rising economies around the world and so on, he also pointed out something very interesting, and it was a spark that said to me, this bears watching. All of the the history of the globe to date um, says that, you know, innovation in the last century or so and invention really, not just innovation, I shouldn't say that, it's invention, has really stemmed from the North American continent and specifically outside of the, uh, out of the United States, right? When you think about things like the web, for example, we invented the darn thing, .gov, .org, .net, .edu, right? They're U.S.-centric uh, extensions and the question would be why? Or even .com, right? The question is why? And the answer is because we invented the bloody thing, (laughs) right? Yeah, and ran Icon for a long time. That's right. That's right. You know what? 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so I was going to say it's a global thing, but it came from here. And that's not the only one, right? Huge numbers of inventions came from here and firsts and so on. doesn't mean the rest of the world wasn't engaged and that they didn't invent stuff. But again, the numbers sit and you go, okay, yeah, the big stuff, take a look. But something is changing. And so what we are now seeing innovation in places we hadn't seen it before. Um, that global is such a huge concept, but you know what? We're out of time. I think we should think about doing a whole episode on that because we it should. sounds like it's truly juicy, but we've run out of time for today and that's just really unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, take us out for today and we'll talk about innovation moving around the planet at another time. Great. Uh, that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their continued support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there. And also, tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. Till next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.